Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Yay, we're to it. We're here and it is Friday, February 2nd, live in the studio in our private conference line. Of course, my name is Crystal and I'm the host and the coach of this show, um, Empowered Conversations with Real Women from Around the World. And I always love that. I just get on here uh, and open up my private conference line and invite women from all over the world, wherever you are, to, to jump on and, and uh, we can chat. Uh, we can commiserate, we can celebrate, we can do some coaching. I can take you through the actual empowerment coaching process for any dilemma that you're going through. It's it's a brilliant framework. Uh, it's amazing how this uh, empowerment coaching works. Almost, it doesn't. It's almost like it doesn't matter what you're going through. Um, it's not about somebody giving you advice or telling you what to do. It's what what my what my philosophy is, um, and it's not just my own. I mean, there's some really great thinkers and trauma, leading trauma experts. Um, is this idea that within each one of us, we have this um, essence? That's the the essence of who you are. Um, and some call it your spirit. Some say it's your soul. Um, I sometimes just use call it my woman energy and we're all born with it we're all born with this this essence um trauma experts like for example dr bessel van der kolk says uh, there exists an essence under the protective layers of all trauma survivors um, that can never be damaged and this essence is who we really are the essence is confident and calm and curious and when the protective parts of us uh, feel safe and almost like they can trust again, this part of you spontaneously emerges. Um, sometimes women will say to me when they really start to do my work and they understand this idea that we are composed of these sort of three aspects to the personality. Um, it's your mother energy or the parent archetype. And that's, we all have that, whether, whether she's dominant or not, we all have a, a very protective, selfless, part of our persona, maybe Freud would have called it your super ego, that really moralizing part of you that will give, serve, um, take care of, put the needs of other people before your before yourself. Then we all have what probably Freud would have referred to as our id, um, which I don't, I don't, I'm not, this isn't Freud's work. This is me. I say we all also have this sort of this more primitive part of us, more um, maybe even selfish, we could say it's, I call it our daughter energy, you know, and, and you just have to look at any, any child, um, and, and listen, it can be, it's, it's a child archetype. So if, if you're a boy, you identify as, as male, um, you might call it your son energy. Um, but so we all have this parent, uh, within us and we all have this child within us. And then we also have this sort of what the experts call this essence. And I call that our adult archetype or the woman in you and what does it mean to be a woman uh, I think we are on the front lines right now and we're it's almost like we're feeling like that word woman has never been clearly defined before 
Um, there's a lot going on right now in the world about what does it mean to be a woman? I think we all have an idea of what does it mean to be a mother? Now, that doesn't mean your own mother was in a lot of mother energy. She, Your own mother might have been just, just drowning in daughter energy. So it's almost like you have a, a parent who is emotionally like a five-year-old or a 15-year-old trying to run a family and buy groceries and cook meals. And, you know, some of us were raised with a mother that was really deep in mother energy. And some of us, if we were really honest, we would say, yeah, my, my daughter energy or my mother energy is really dominant right now. Sometimes they almost swing back and forth like we're, we're, we're in our mother energy and we're giving and doing and loving and serving. And then all of a sudden we get tired and we're like, um, we don't want to do this. I'm not going to take this. And then all of a sudden the pendulum swings and she's back over to daughter energy and now she's angry and fed up and she's going to do what she's got to do and she's creating drama or she's being like a little rebellious teenager or she's, um, and for a lot of us, it's like the pendulum just keeps swinging back and forth. Um, then we get into that daughter energy for too long and then we start feeling selfish and like, oh my God, we feel guilty and then we swing back over to mother energy. So what is this work all about? Well, it's layered, but in, in, essentially it's about almost healing the split between these two parts this inner mother and this inner child almost like giving your mother energy a real job to do and that is to take care of you your your daughter energy your inner mother was is is in there and when she finally really does her job which is protect your inner child um, that allows this essence of who you really are, that allows your woman energy to almost spontaneously emerge. In fact, when I have uh, clients that ask, you know, how do I, how do I access my woman energy? Like, how do I, how do I find her? Well, I think it's important to know she's there. You were born with her essentially. Um, and if you've created an environment now as an adult where you feel safe to shine and safe to dream and you believe uh, in abundance and you believe in your birthright um, to, to, to create your greatest life and to live your best life. And when all of that just is, uh, you know, healed and whole, wow, I think woman energy just, she, she just emerges. And so, but sometimes I'll say to a woman when she's not sure, I, and I do it with myself, I can almost quickly when I'm in a dilemma or I'm in a, in a hard situation or I'm in, in a situation where I'm, I'm, I'm unclear, I, I sometimes can just ask myself, well, what would my mother energy do? And my mother energy is always going to put the needs of others before ours. And if I were to say, well, what would my daughter energy do? My daughter energy is always going to put our own needs before the needs of others. And then I can say, well, what would my woman energy do? And usually it's some kind of healthy balance between those. Um, but, you know, we all need help. We all need support. We all need sometimes someone outside of the forest, so to speak, to kind of look in on it and, and help us see that there's, there's other options. There's options. And, and we get to choose empowerment equals choice. So today I would love to be able to support you, whatever you're going through, whatever's happening in your life, uh, sometimes it can even be like amazing things are happening and that scares us. It takes me back to that, that beautiful quote 
uh, that's been often attributed to Nelson Mandela, Mandela but it, it actually uh, is it in Marianne Williamson's, and it's from her book, A Return to Love, and she says, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear, and this is on memory right now, I'm proud of myself. Our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be gorgeous, talented, amazing? And she says, who are you not to be? For you are a child of God. And playing small to serve others is not enlightened. Uh, it's our job to step into our greatness. And, and I think as women, that's happening more and more now than ever before in the history of the world. So how exciting to be a woman now. But we're not there. We're not there yet. And we still need um, people around us to help us, to mirror back to us sometimes. Uh, and that's, that's what we do for each other. That's why healing, that's why we need other people to heal. Like if we could all just write in our journals, read some books, I think we'd all want to do that. I don't think we want to put ourselves out there. I don't think we want to share our fears or our insecurities or our humiliations or embarrassments or traumas. Many of us don't want to talk about it, but, but we need, we need other people to heal. We really do. We can't do it alone. And sometimes it's just having someone to talk it out with. Uh, and sometimes your own inner wisdom is activated just by talking it out. And you're like, oh, wow, I, I just got the answer. And sometimes it's having someone mirror back to you what they're hearing or what they're feeling. And sometimes it's that other people trigger us. And that triggering can actually also offer us an opportunity for healing. Like, wow, why, how can this person activate such a deep wound inside of me? What, what is going on here? Why am I so triggered by this? Um, and so all of these different things give us these opportunities for us to, to, to look at ourselves. Um, and yes, in your universe, you are the center of it. And in my universe, I am the center of mine. I need to be. You need to be. That's the only way for your woman energy to spontaneously emerge. She has to feel safe enough to know, yeah, <laughs> you get to have a good life. Yeah, um, you matter. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, like I said, we need someone else to bounce ideas off of. In fact, in women, it's actually um, so productive hormonally as well to talk. When we talk about our problems, when we talk, this is why we love talking, um, we actually release a hormone called oxytocin. And it is one of the great resets for the nervous system. It really helps calm us down. So talking is so important and talking about what you're going through is so important. And so today I'd love to be able to talk with you, chat with you. And all you have to do, uh, if you're in, you have to be in the conference line and I, we have a nice little group here. I would love to support you. And all you got to do is press star two on your keypad right now. And you're not going to be unmuted, but I'm going to see like essentially your hand will go up, so to speak. And I'll see that your hand's gone up. Um, and then I will unmute your line and I will be able to uh, do some coaching with you. So listen, ladies, we've, we've got a hand that's just gone up. Yay, Tella! I'm so grateful. We have 25 women on the call right now and no hands are going up. So um, I'm excited, Chilla, that you're here and you've unmuted your line. I'm going to, you don't have to do anything. I'm going to unmute your line right now. How are you, darling? 
Oh my goodness, I cannot tell you how happy I am to hear your voice. Uh, and you uh, <laughs> I know this is, um, is it Graciela? Is that how you say your real full name? Yes, yes, yes. Graciela, yes, that's Graciela. my name. Um, and we go by Chela, is it Chela? Yes, yeah, my name is Graciela, but it's easier, my I'm called Chela. Chela so people yeah. call me Chela. And I know that, you're one of our master empowerment coaches, graduated from the school, uh, I've, I've, I've been, we've been in each other's world for, for quite a long time. And I think this is the first time we've done a chat with crystal coaching. And if not, it was years ago, but I bet you as soon as we get talking, it's all going to come back to me. Um, so let's talk <laughs> what's going on for you. I see that you also signed up for the, uh, courage, um, uh, confidence and did, communication yeah. course. So let's talk. Where, where are you at now, Chella? Well, we had, um, I finished, then I finished my course, uh, my, um, I graduated two years ago, and I lived six months, uh, nine months in Argentina, and three months in Canada. Uh, we had a private coaching. I, I remember, that's the, what I uh, remember. Last year. Yeah. And, uh, and it was amazing, amazing, it gave me a boost. So how I am right now? Now I'm um, starting to do sessions. Uh, for, for a group of women, um, I I uh, I do them in Spanish and in English. Mm-hmm. And my basic question is: um, I was trained by your by the SWAT Institute with all um, the the main pillars that we have, right? When we trained, uh, when we do coaching, which is the you know the values, the the scale of. Um, of energy and yeah. empowerment, communication, and everything that you taught us that is amazing, right? And um, the question that I have is, when I start doing these sessions, um, I follow your material, the, the, the material that I learn, and I put a little bit of me, right? Yeah. Because yeah. when you show, you show part of yourself plus what you learn, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I wanted to have this call and Absolutely, I wanted to reach you somehow. So I said today, when you, I was listening, when you said nobody is in the call, and I said, do I have the courage to ask this question? Do I have? And here I am, Crystal. So the question is, I feel fake because I'm using everything that you say, but that's because that's what I believe, you know? So when I do this session, I talk about everything that I learned. And then I go and say, is this okay? Because I'm using all that I learned. I'm using everything from your book, from your three books, from Simply Woman, from um, Emotional Edge, and from uh, Simply Empowered. And I use all that in Spanish, in English, plus my part, which is a little bit of the spirit. Yeah. Chella, I'm jumping up and down right now for joy, thinking, oh my gosh, the work is being shared. Isn't this incredible? Wait, where did Chella just go? Chella, I heard your voice fade off. It's like you cut off. Oh my goodness. I hope you come back. It's what just happened there, Chella. Your line just dropped. Um, are you there? Oh my goodness. Her line just dropped. She's going to call back in. So I'm going to talk for a couple of minutes. Um, I'm going to hope. I'm here. There you are. You came back. Oh goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So you said, did you say I feel fake as in F-A-K-E fake? Yes, because everything that I said is what you said, right? When I'm doing these courses, I do. I'm doing introduction to. I'm doing introduction to um, to life to empowerment coaching and talking about your pillars, you know, and power versus force, 
you know, and then I'll do from the body. And then I say, this is followed by Crystal's book and da da da. And then I put my stuff. Yes, mine is brilliant. The side. And sorry, I said it's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. The work so is, is brilliant. That okay? Yes. Is that okay? Yes. Because you were trained by me, because you spent years and years learning the work directly from me, and you are now a certified master empowerment coach through the SWAT Institute. Yeah, this is this is your work now. This the, What would be the point of me doing all of that, training all my coaches, certifying everybody, and then saying, but you can't use the work? That wouldn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to use that work. And I'm greatly and deeply honored that you are using it. I truly am. Um, sometimes it freaks me out, not with you, Chella, but there's been the odd time that I see women who've maybe gone through one of my programs and then I hear them talking about the archetypes and they're talking about mother energy, daughter energy, woman energy. They never once acknowledge where they learned it from. Sometimes inside I think, well, you, you got to say like I, this great concept came from the book, The Emotional Edge, and then carry on. Like I just said, Dr. Bessel yeah. van der Kolk, you know, he has this quote and that under the protective parts of trauma survivors, but that doesn't make me fake. It means I'm referencing some really great material. I'm referencing it. I'm using it. I learned from it. And then I'm taking it and putting it in my own words, but it still came from somewhere and everything came from somewhere. Very few things mm -hmm. are original works of art. Like sometimes even when you hear a song, do you ever hear a song and you think that reminds me so much of that other song? Um, and you think, yes. you know, and I heard that one time a long time ago. It's like nothing is new. Nothing is new. Even sometimes when we think something is new, it's been done somehow, some way, somewhere. And I also believe that we are all co connected to these to, to consciousness and haven't you ever also on, on, on the other hand have seen like a movie that comes out and like all of a sudden within the same summer, two movies on it, almost the same thing come out at the same time. And you're like, yes, what the heck? And you're like, well, I, this is my little woo woo self. I think there's something up there in the ethers, in the heavens, in yes. the consciousness that's oh, sending it. Right. <laughs> Tell me. I'm so excited. Yes. So when I when I say it, I usually say, you know, when I start, I'm, the, I'm going to be based this in the book, Emotional Edge. I always mention the book, you know. Yes. When I do it in Spanish, I, I translate as I go, you know. Yes. And, um, and yes, and I will always say, Crystal says, and your stories, and everything. But I, I really wanted, like, I couldn't sleep. I said, I need to tell Crystal that I'm using all that. When I talk about the archetypes, I said, you know, Crystal made this book and da 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 and then I go into the archetypes I use sometimes music with it to sing about the different energies and uh, the different archetypes you know my music school and the coaching but now you open a huge door you know I needed to tell you this like I couldn't sleep Krista <laughs> but you know what that just shows how much integrity you have like, you're just so in integrity that you're like, is it okay that I'm using this? Like, is it okay that I'm, yeah, it's okay because you're referencing it. The problem is when someone takes something and they don't reference it. So, for example, could you imagine if I just used the quote, like, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. But then I didn't say that came from Marianne Williamson in a, in a Return to Love. Then that wouldn't, if I tried to say it like it was my words, that would be a problem. Now, exactly, on the other yeah. hand, I can take a story 
and put it into my own words and then it's it's a story and I'm allowed to tell that story I'm allowed to retell that story yes. in my own way um, and so thank you so much for asking thank you for letting me know but no, if anything, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to hear you you know saying that and especially when I mention it, I introduce myself as I graduated from the SWAT Institute. And then I say, what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce what is empowerment coaching according to my training. I was trained by Crystal, which is the founder of the SWAT Institute. And these are the basis of our coaching therapy because that's what it is, right? When I coach privately, I will use everything that I learn and I learn it from you, right? From listening, I, I listened very often all the calls, you know, and I'm, I'm, we all learn from you. But, you know, when I started to say, okay, I'm going to use all this that I was trained, but I wanted to make sure I needed to share this with you. What I added, as I mentioned, that because each of us, which is great, is our uniqueness, um, I added the, the spiritual way, you know, like another pillar that will be open to a spiritual way, a spiritual, a spiritual path. So, but You just dropped again there. Shella, keep talking. We're going to come back in. I'm going to hear you. But I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, there I'm you here. are. Okay, there you are. Um, yeah, okay. I, I, I want Perfect. you to know that all, but a, a great teacher wants to create um, great teachers. Like a great teacher wants, I, I'm teaching it so that I have them. Like it actually gets me really excited. Like I know this sounds morbid, but I'm like, oh my God, when I die, I hope there's a whole bunch of women using this work. And then one day they'll be like, oh my God, she, I, that's all mm. over the world. Like there's, you're down in, uh, you're down in Argentina teaching about the emotional edge. Oh my God, yeah. you know how excited I am. And I see Michaela right now that's going through to become a master empowerment coach. She's over in Rome, Italy. Like I see her on the call and I think, oh my God, they're going to have, we're going to yeah. understand empowerment coaching and, and the, and the emotional edge and the woman energy and daughter energy, and mother energy in, in, in Italian and in Spanish. And in like, and that's why I get super yes. excited. So yeah, maybe if you weren't a student of mine and you hadn't learned it and you couldn't say, I know this inside and out, and all of a sudden you're running a course on something, my book, but had never learned from me, never been a student of mine, and then was taking it and creating your own, I probably would, would say, well, wait, how do you know how to teach that properly if you haven't been trained on how to teach it properly? But People exactly. do it all the time, Sheila. People do it all the time. People take other people's stuff all the time. I just, I'm so grateful that you have so much integrity and that you tell me you're having sleepless nights over it. So I'm telling you from me straight to you, thank you for believing in me. Thank you for doing the work. Thank you for doing the courses. Thank you for how much work that took. Thank you now for going mm -hmm. out there and, and teaching it to more women out in the world. Thank you. No, thank you, Krista. You don't know how you have changed my life, and by changing my life, the life of my three daughters, and son. You know, like all my family knows about you and all your family. And um, and I have one more question. Yes. And I asked this when I asked one this one <clears throat> when I uh, did the um, getting uh, unstuck. Um, it's regarding the spectrum of the energy spectrum, right? Shame, guilt, all that. Yeah. I asked that question, but still it's not clear. I understand that we have a range. For example, if I'm going to teach guitar, okay, always my energy will be in desire, it'll be above, you know? 
but sometimes in regards of how much I'm going to charge for coaching because I'm just starting, you know, and I'm going to talk about it, it's like, oh, there is a knot in my throat and uh, and I'm not definitely in desire. I can be in shame or guilt, even with the material, you know. So my question is, we are not always resonating in one energy, right? It's a range. Yeah. My confusion is this. Is I can be in different parts of the spectrum according to the situation that I'm in front of? Absolutely. Yes. Um, we're dynamic human beings. What I mean by dynamic is I'm almost taking it back to the years when I first got into fitness. And I remember the difference between dynamic stretching and static stretching. So static is it stays still and you just hold the stretch. Whereas dynamic stretching, there's some movement in there. And I always think we're dynamic human beings. We're, we're always moving. The energy is always moving. Emotions are always moving. Um, we have the full range of emotions within each one of us. We, we all have from shame all the way up to enlightenment. Now, can we all access those high levels? No, especially once we become adults. And the reason that it's harder to get into those high levels as, as adults is because of conditioning, life experiences, trauma, all of that stuff can we we give our power away. Let's think of let's think of the the energies of the map of consciousness because there's an example of Chilla, I use the map of consciousness by Dr. David Hawkins. That's his work, but I always reference him, reference the book, everything I'm doing, I reference that that framework, that the original framework that I got that idea first when it came from. But also if you were to then switch over and look at like let's say for example, Jerry and Esther Hicks and, and Esther channels mm -hmm. Abraham, but Abraham says the exact mm -hmm. same thing that yes. Dr. David Hawkins says. He's Abraham is like, we all have this range of emotions. Um, you know, it, we're, we're, so let, let me just move away from that now back to what your question was. So can we be in different energies? Yes. And we are because it's like you just said, let's say you're with your daughters um, and you have such love and you're out shopping and what your daughter's getting married and you're looking for your daughter's wedding dress with her and she comes walking out in her wedding dress and you start to cry with so much love and excitement and joy. And then you have to go up to the counter and pay for the dress, but you don't have any money. And then suddenly you're like in fear. So you're in love and joy. And at the same time, you're in fear over paying for it. So we, we are human beings and and it's and the, I think the struggle we feel sometimes is that when we don't know how to get to a higher level and sustain it, so we feel like we're on an emotional roller coaster. We can even be like you just mm -hmm. said, like I'm when I'm teaching the, the 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 guitar lessons. When I'm teaching guitar lessons, you're probably even higher than desire. I'm I'm probably thinking this comes to you so naturally. It comes to you. It's it's a joy. Now listen. It, maybe the teaching part, you might be like, oh, there's times where I get exhausted by the teaching or certain students are harder to deal with or certain mm -hmm. parents are harder to deal with. But when you're doing something you really love and it comes pretty natural, and, and it might not have come naturally, but once you practice, 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 then it starts to come naturally. That is a, a pretty high level of consciousness. Um, the music mm -hmm. alone would be a high level of consciousness. Just hearing music is going to shift our energy. That's why great music and great works of art, those, those, they resonate in, in joy and peace. Like on the map of consciousness, great works of art, when we are in the flow, when I'm writing my book and it's channeling, it feels like it's just flowing through me, or when you're playing the guitar and you're not even thinking and you're in the moment, 
you are literally resonating in like like such high levels of consciousness where you're in flow. But that song might finish and somebody barges into the room and yells at you for something and blah, 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 you fall right back down. So we almost have to think of it like <laughs> a musical instrument. Like let's imagine a piano. Within us, we have, now Chella, you, you might know this. How many keys are on a piano? Do we know that? Do you know that? You don't have uh, to know. No. You don't uh, it depends on how many octaves, right? Okay, so, so let's just have five octaves or so. Okay, yeah. so let's just say that. So let's say it's like a almost imagine that it's like a musical instrument within our bodies. We have all of these. We have access to all these different frequencies, and so when energy is moving through us, and and we have to remember that energy is neutral. The energy that's coming from the earth or coming from the heavens, however you want to see it, it's moving through the body. That energy is pretty neutral. It's not saying, oh, this is good or this is bad. It's just moving through us. And then depending on where it connects inside the body, we either feel it as very high vibrating, like, wow, this feels so good. This feels good. When yeah. something feels really good, like authentically good, it's high resonating. In fact, I don't know what just made my brain go here. Dr. David Hawkins, I'm almost positive. I've read so many of his books. In fact, he even says that addictions, when, he, when we even talk about addictions and we think of addiction as feeling so bad, he says, no, actually what happens is, let's say while well, you're drinking that wine or you're taking that drug or you're, what it does is it actually silences all those lower frequencies and so for that brief moment, we actually feel like everything gets numbed down and we actually get to feel like, oh, this is what it would feel like if I could just, but then we know with addiction, it's not authentic, it's not real, it's synthetic. And then when the drug leaves the body, we're left still with the stuff that was there underneath all along. So the work that we do mm -hmm. is always like helping someone go down into that lower. So let's say, for example, you said, when I have to charge money, I feel mm -hmm. you actually use the word shame or guilt. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so let that then would be a story. So what's happening now is energy is moving through your body and it just hit a story. They're going to call it a story. It hit a block. Mm -hmm. It hit a trigger. Mm -hmm. It hit a fear. It, it hit fear inside your body. <gasps> oh, so the energy just hit the feeling of fear that's in your body. It's in all of our bodies. But mm -hmm. if fear weren't being activated, mm -hmm. we wouldn't feel fear. It's just the energy moving through us. So yes, you can feel many different things, and we do. In fact, in dialectical um, behavioral therapy, a little different than cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectic is very much that we can be this and that. You know, we can be, you can love mm -hmm. someone and mm -hmm. be angry at someone. You can be, um, yes. feel very spiritual and be very sexy. They're not separate. So as human beings, we are many yeah. things. But this work that we do with empowerment coaching is why wouldn't we want to feel good? Like I'm not, I never poo-poo on the low resonating emotions because if something has happened and we feel ashamed or we feel guilty or we feel stuck or we feel sad or we feel fear, we can't, like Abraham would say, pivot out of it. Well, that's the difference. Abraham would say, just pivot out yes, of that yes. feeling and choose a better feeling. That's a really simple way of saying you get to choose how you feel. Now, the complicated part of being a human is sometimes our brains have now had 
something that we've ruminated on so many times that it's formed a pathway in the brain and it's really hard to get off that path. It's hard sometimes to think differently. Uh It's hard to do it differently. So when someone is feeling something, let's say guilt or shame, we don't say, just I wouldn't say, just pivot out of it. That temporarily is going to work, temporarily pivot out of it. But I would say if it keeps coming back, well, now we see we have a pattern. And the pattern is happening in your brain. Mm -hmm. And the feeling in your body is showing you there is a maladaptive coping mechanism happening here that keeps bringing you into shame and guilt. And that's because of a story or a belief in your brain. So now we're going to connect brain and feelings. Now we're going to do body, mind, (gasps) spirit. (laughs) Look look at how that just worked. Now we're going to say, let's feel what you're Right. So we're gonna f- if I have sorry, so that that yes, that's amazing what you say because that's exactly. So let's say, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you are right. We can we can navigate right between depending on the situation. That means that is for example, for example, the guitar. Let's put that. Okay, that's okay. Resonance is amazing, but let's say um, in terms of money, that means that the work will be to find the story. Right. Yes. Is every time. The scene goes across money. There is a feeling that is not high. It doesn't resonate as high, yeah. right? Yeah. The work will be in find the story, right? And work with that and eventually working that story next time that that situation comes up again, maybe it will be one step up. Maybe no, it will be because we go one by one. Yeah. But working the questions all the way to the higher level on that situation, visualizing the money situation, for example, that will start changing the patterns of the brain. Is that yes, correct? Yes, you got it. Because the brain is a pattern searching machine. It only wants patterns. Patterns keep it safe. So if every time you think about charging money, and you, for years you got this feeling, that feeling is being triggered by a story in your brain a story that yeah, you well, learned. Yeah, well, my story was my story was that I was using your materials. Yeah, there's a story. <laughs> that was my story. You like, know oh, what? You know what you just okay, did too. You know, I'm going to. I'm. 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 Go, I'm doing. Oh, chill. That's energy. Look how Chile gets going, and then her line keep, keeps cutting out. The energy is like shut, shut, shut. Um, Chile, come back when you're gonna keep talking. I hope you come back. Um, I hear you, but I loved what I'm che- here, I'm there here. you are, Chila. Chila, you know what I la- what I want to point out to everyone listening, especially the women becoming coaches, your laugh of truth. That is such a great indicator right there. When somebody says something, they go, "Well, the story is that I was using your material." <laughs> then you laughed, and then you carried on. That little laugh, yeah. that's a little laugh of truth that your body was like, "Oh my God." I was so stressed out holding this fear story that I was an imposter. I was stealing someone else's yeah, work and yeah. I was having a really hard and, and, time you know, charging. Like, yes. Yeah, sorry, the women says, because I say, and Crystal says, yeah, yeah. And Crystal says, and one of the ladies says, we know, Crystal said it. So confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but now That's it's yours. <laughs> now it's yours. And I'm gonna, I'm giving you permission as a graduate who is fully certified <laughs> to use this now. Yes, it's okay to say at the beginning, this was is Crystal's work and then it's your work now. It's your work and you're going to put your own spin on it and you're going to say it in your own way. And that's what that's what great 
teaching should be, right? How When I talk about Freud and I go, well, that's probably like the super id. Do you think in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my God, if Freud's family heard me saying that, maybe they'd sue me and come after me because I was talking about Freud's work. No, that's just, that's no. great storytelling. We learn from great teachers and then we morph it and tweak it and put it into our own way of teaching. And that's how all great work gets shared. So you're okay. I think what you needed to do is you needed to hear me say, it's okay. You're a graduate. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what you had in there was a little bit of shame. So I'm hearing a little bit of shame and a little bit of guilt. So I had a hard time charging money because I was like, a little bit afraid to to really put it out there and share my website and like what if it got back to crystal and then crystal saw the quote crystal would say oh i'm so excited i'm so excited that you're helping women in your world and around the world with this this work so let's go back just for anyone that's listening can we feel different things yes we do what what is the goal i i think the goal however is being able to work through and understand any pattern we've taken on, often from our family, because we do what's familiar. We often recreate the same emotional environment that we grew up in, even if we're not aware of it. So then we form these patterns. And then the brain is also a, not only is it a, it's a pattern seeking, seeking machine, but it also seeks to find confirmation that the pattern is accurate. So it, 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 there's, a, there's a book out called The Gorilla Experiment, and I actually shared it in um, our course, the new little mini course, the, the Courage, Confidence, and Communication. I thought it was so such a great example of, um, you know, and I think this, after hearing the experiment, I actually put it in my own words, which is someone can look at you but not see you. We, we are often in relationships where somebody is looking at us, but they're not seeing us. So let me go, go to the experiment for, for example. So the gorilla experiment was that these scientists took two groups of people. Well, they took, they took viewers, observers, and they said, they're, you're going to be watching some people play basketball. There's going to be people in white shirts, and there's going to be people in black shirts. Your job is to see, and I, I'm kind of paraphrasing right now, something like, we want you to count how many times the people in the white shirts pass the ball back and forth to each other. That's your job. And then the other group were like, we want you to count how many times the people in the black shirts are passing this ball between each other. Here's what nobody knew was also going on. A man dressed in a great big, huge gorilla suit, like a big, huge, hairy gorilla, comes walking into the court, stands, and I think it even does a little dance, and then walks off the court. At the end of the experiment, they ask all of the people how many times, and the people are like, so they were so locked in to look for white shirts or so walked in to look for black shirts that the majority of people never saw the gorilla. They never saw, and the, the gorilla, I, I love the little clip that I share in there. The guy in the gorilla suit goes, I thought this was a joke. How would you not see a great big tall six foot something gorilla out in the middle of the court dancing for 30 seconds how could you not see that because the brain will only see what it's looking for so even in our relationships if we're looking for problems the brain won't see solutions it will only look and find the problems 
So learning how to train the brain, retrain the brain, opens us up to unlimited possibilities and opportunities. How do we do that though? Well, in my belief is that because thoughts and emotions happen simultaneously and researchers and scientists don't know what comes first, is it the thought or is it the feeling? But what we do know is that we feel it and we think it at the same time. So if all of a sudden you feel that little laugh of truth was relief, that little laugh of truth was like, ah, the cat's out of the bag. Ah. Um, that little mm. giggle was a way for me as your coach to feel, oh, there's a feeling she just had something and you could feel it in your body. So sometimes when you're asking a woman and you're coaching them, well, what are you thinking? They might, or if we say we have to change the thoughts and that was big back when the secret came out, the book, the secret. And everybody was like, you know, what you think about, you bring about, you have to change your thoughts, only focus on what you want. Well, that is great. That all sounds amazing. Except what if you can't grab your thoughts? What if you can't stop those mm -hmm. thoughts? What if you keep having maladaptive, um, distorted thoughts? What if you keep thinking in a dis black or white? You're not seeing everything in between. You're not seeing the gorilla that's walked across the court, so to speak, in your own life. So feelings helps us start to identify what we're thinking. How are you feeling? And if you ask a woman, if it didn't make you a bad woman, it didn't make you a bad person, it didn't make you a bad daughter, mother, sister, wife, whatever, what are you feeling when you think about this person or this situation? What are you feeling? What are you feeling? So the feeling then can help you identify what you're thinking. And the only way we can change the brain, retrain the brain, and this is how beautiful the brain is. Like I'm always like, I'm, I've always wanted to go, ladies, ladies, this is our most powerful tool that we're not taught enough. Like feelings and emotions are so important, but for one really big reason, they're going to tell you how you're thinking. And the brain, mm -hmm. like I said, if the brain keeps thinking a certain thought, we're going to keep doing the same thing. So we have to learn how to change the thought. So how do we do that? What I love is that I explained it to my daughters at a very young age. And both my daughters are manifesting machines. I mean, these girls can literally make anything they want happen, but they have to want it. So I taught them that at a young age. You have to really want it. When you really want something and you lock in on it, that's the feeling of desire and higher. And that's why you said, when I'm teaching guitar, I'm always desire and higher. Because desire is the root of all achievement. But, and I remember one time years ago saying to Madeline, who might even be on the call still, saying to her, Madeline, help me manifest a new book deal. Help me. You're so good at manifesting. Help me manifest this. And she laughed and said, Mom, you know I can't do that for you. This is, you have to want it. Okay. You have to want it so badly. You, you know, you have to want it. These are your desires. Nobody can do this for you. But what you can also start to recognize is, you know, this is how I explained it to them when they were kids. So every time you have a thought, it fires off a neuron. And now I'm simplifying it. But um, imagine you're almost like a pitcher, like you're at, there's a baseball game and there's the pitcher and the catcher. So the thought is you're throwing the ball. And then the receptor site catches the ball. When you do that enough times, you have a thought, it lands on a, re it gets caught in a receptor site, enough times of thinking that same thought, even if it's a distorted thought. That's why so many women have distorted body images. We have distorted, we, we I, I, I can have a distorted thoughts around my relationship in a very honest moment. I can think that my husband 
is acting a certain way or thinking a certain thing. And I'm so certain of it. But he might say, you're so wrong. You're wrong. Well, what could being wrong mean for me? It could mean freedom. It could mean more love. It could be. So you have to then feel the feeling. So the, fe so the feeling. So you think a thought enough times. It now creates a pathway in the brain. And the brain wants to use the least amount of energy. So, oh, we now know what, um, like, whatever that thought is. So if you think a thought about your body enough times, it becomes a belief. A belief is simply a thought we've had enough times that it has now formed something that we go, well, that's the truth. Well, it's not the truth. It's, it's a story. And if that story isn't serving you, we have to stop saying that story because that story is hurting you now. So how do we change the thoughts? We have to then break it down and we start looking at like what we would teach with diversity and inclusion. A lot of us didn't even know we, for, for example, I am a white woman. I didn't know. I didn't understand privilege. I didn't fully understand. I hadn't. So I had to actually start realizing, wow. Your brain will also seek ways to confirm to you that the thought you're thinking is right. So that's why we call it confirmation bias. So then when we start pulling away some of those biases and, you, and we explain to people, do you see though that that's, that's a bias and your brain is seeking that to show you that you're right? So Chella, I know I've gone off on a, on a whole bandwidth here, a whole t a tangent, but yes, yeah, so when we decide something isn't serving us, it doesn't feel good. That's the best way to say it. This doesn't feel good. When I teach crystal stuff, I love the work, but I wasn't feeling good about charging for it. Well, then the feeling tells you that you have a thought around that. And the thought then mm -hmm. means that we can, we, can, we can break that down. We can ask questions. We can be curious. What, what did Dr. Bessel van der Kolk say your woman energy is, your essence of who you are? Curious, confident, and calm. Yes. You were curious to ask me, is it okay? It takes a lot of courage to ask that question because what if I would have said, no, you can't teach that. That's mine. Then you'd be like, oh, FML. What am I going to do now? I've built all these courses around this work. So it took a lot of confidence to unmute your line. It took curiosity and just staying calm, even in the eye of the hurricane, even in the eye of the storm. Um, and you did that. And then now you have a different feeling. So now you can rewire the brain and you, and here's what I would say to the kids. It's sort of like a pathway is like taking a, a pathway through the forest to get to school every day. You walk that path every day, but if nobody walks that path anymore, it will start to grow grass. And if you start to take a new path, a new way of thinking, a new way of talking to yourself, a new way of believing something in time, that becomes the new healthier way and it will feel better and that's how you know like oh my god i'm rewiring my brain right now addiction is just simply we've done something so many times habitually that the brain goes oh you want relief this is the way to do it until eventually that now has become a coping mechanism that isn't serving us so that's why trying to give up something like an addiction it's hard at the beginning because the brain wants you to do what you've always done. And now you're, you're, you've got to let the grass grow over on that way. And you've got to form a new way of coping, a healthier way of doing it. And eventually the healthy way becomes your new pattern and the healthy way feels good and it becomes automatic. 
that's the great news about the work that we do. We can change. We can change and we can climb into higher levels of consciousness and we can stay there. No, yes, if life threw us a curveball, something horrible happened, we got into an accident, somebody we know got into an accident, it would be normal and natural to fall down into, say, grieving. It would be normal and natural to grieve. And then there'd be that process that would allow you to move through the grieving process into fear again, start to climb the map, and then if I wasn't afraid, and then the, the you know, and even grieving we talk about in, the ma in, in our work. There's kind of phases to grieving. There's the ending, there's the no man's land of confusion, and then there's the new beginning. So all of this work ties together, Sheila, and I'm honored and grateful that you're doing it and you're sharing it with your world. <laughs> Thank you so much, Krista. You clarified so many things, and especially you gave me a boost to go on and keep sharing, sharing, yes. and definitely mention who it comes from because that's the way that's the way my heart tells me to do it. And adding my part, you know, growing yeah. from your from your knowledge, keep listening to you. So, um, thank you, thank you so much, Krista. Thank you. Thanks for calling in today, Sheila. Um, and um, Ladies, just remember that when you're sharing, it would be like, you know, it, Sheila said, like, you know, it's the same thing. Like, if I were to claim, let's say, for example, Dr. Bessel van der Kolk's work and say something, quote for quote from him, and not say it came from him, it's not even that it, it feels good in the body. It's ethically the right thing to do. It's it's what proper, that's what proper citing that's what a bibliography is. That's why when we're in school, we're taught how to make sure we cite our sources. That is also why, ladies, it's important to know where your source, where, who your source is and where it came from. So, for example, when I'm writing a book, I if I'm going to cite something or use someone's work, and, and that it will never take away. If, if you hear me talking and you hear me explaining something, and I'm then referencing... Uh, Freud or or Dr. Bessel van der Kolk or uh, it, it doesn't matter who um, David Hawkins, Dr. David Hawkins or I, I have another book holding up Peter Walker who's complex PTSD it just happens to be in my hand right now from thriving to surviving you're a, it, you we want to cite and source from the most reputable teachers and that never will take away from your work if anything it it solidifies it it means I didn't just download yes. this information from the, from consciousness. I, I'm learning it and I'm backing it. And, and being able to cite someone else's work as a backing behind the work that you're doing makes you a great teacher. That makes you a great teacher. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much, Crystal. You're so welcome. Thank <laughs> you. Listen, I see Gabrielle um, on the line. And Gabrielle, we are low on time, but you know what? We have a little bit of time left. So, um, Gabrielle, I'm going to unmute your line. I have a funny feeling you're calling from Texas. I see that showing up on the web call. Um, how are you, Gabrielle? Are you there? Can you Hi, can you hear me? I can. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hi, Crystal. Thank you for bringing me up. And my dog may bark in the background because we're going to be having a thunderstorm. And every once in a while, there's a noise outside that's no worries. No worries. <laughs> so, how can I support I've you today? I've been following you for a while, and I just um, got a copy of your book. And I actually had to really look for the copy of the book, and it's going to be um, 
delivered today, but I've been listening to the Audible version, which to me is always better. And what led me to that is um, I've been a nurse for 30 years, and I worked in critical care for 15 years, and then I was a division manager. And um, it was a job that I really very much enjoyed, and it, it's, I recognized um, early in my nursing career when I was in my 20s that life was um, that you really a soul and a body. And so it led me to a deeper path of understanding life. And then um, I guess about 15 years ago, I divorced my first husband and um, I got remarried and my husband, my current husband is military. And so he's been deployed multiple times. He's actually on his 13th deployment oh right now, goodness. which is the fourth one in four years. And um, and then during um, the pandemic, I built a nursing division and supported it. And so during the pandemic, it was extra challenging because um, just the dynamics of the pandemic. Because my team covered um, oh, God nine bless hospitals. You. God. And then I would go in staffing, putting lines in people when they were in the ICU on full life support. Wow. And, um, <laughs> what so, you have seen, there's a little laugh of truth. Just, just I just, Gabrielle, I'm going to stop this one sec. Any one of my coaches that are listening right now, you just heard Gabrielle do a tiny little laugh. That's like, it's like tears of truth, laugh of truth. It was just like, yeah, it was really hard. <laughs> yeah. And I want to say this. Sometimes true. when you hear someone laugh, it doesn't mean they actually think it's funny. It's the body's way of trying to dissipate some of that pain. Like that little laugh is yeah. like your brain's way of going, it wasn't so bad. You're okay. You're just fine. Have a little giggle. Um, but so first of all, I want to say God bless you. God bless your husband. <laughs> like you are, you are Thank the people you. in the trenches. You are the real heroes. I mean that. Like I get teary-eyed just thinking about like, what you've, oh, what you've been through. You. And so God bless you and the work that you do. Thank you. Um, so where are you at now with things? So, okay, that's what I was getting to. I I know I'm telling too much backstory, but I wanted you to know, I, I really learned lessons along the way. Um, during the past um, few years, we also had two record-breaking ice storms here in the Austin area where my husband was deployed for both of them. And um, and then it's just so many crazy, unexpected things that happened. But I learned a lot about, I learned a lesson about being um, with yourself, not by yourself, because mm. uh, I'm an empty nester. And then I also learned a lesson of resilience and self-love. And so I left my job in February of last year. So this mm -hmm. month makes a whole year that I took off of healing. And just really working on realigning with my heart. And in the past few years, during all of this craziness, I also got certified in hypnosis and all of these other things because mm. I learned the different layers of, you know, mindset, subconscious, energy work, mm. um, just all of the things. And then I had been studying kind of like parts work. So I just love your book because 
it's all different elements and it all comes together as one thing. You know, it takes it all to help you. Thank you. (laughs) It's so empowering. It's not only powerful, it's empowering. So thank you. Um, And thank you for stepping into everything and serving just like a flower blooming. Thank you. Oh, oh, like, like, am I just going to cry today or what's happening here? Thank you. What a gift you are. What a gift you are. So I want to support you today. What? It's time for you now. Okay, so this is my thing. I, and I know other people feel this just because of the times of the world, I feel stuck with so much resistance into stepping into, I know I'm supposed to serve in a higher way and help people's soul. Just keep talking through those doggies. Talk through the doggies. I know I'm supposed to serve in a higher way. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it deep inside. I know it. And so, um, I don't know. I used to show up online and take pictures and put inspirational things on my Instagram. And I just feel like I just got, it's almost like the universe knocked me off of my heart so I could reground myself. And through this healing, I don't know why I'm having such resistance to exchange an energy with just anybody or anything and it's like I'm so protective over my energy I can't even um be around certain energies and yeah and I'm but I'm not allowing myself to grow and push into the next level I really want to help people with heart alignment that's what I feel feel very called to do Okay, so I'm going to just, um, I just, I thank you so much for sharing what you've shared. It wasn't a lot, but in just five minutes, um, I, I really have such a, a pulse. I can feel your energy. I'm going to say thank some you. things that come to right. I'm going to speak from my heart with my eyes closed for a minute here and hearing you say like, I feel such resistance right now. Um, I'm so protective of my energy. Um, so uh, everything else you shared, the working with parts. So I'm going to assert that right now your mother energy has, is finally, I don't want to say that the wrong way. Cause I don't know that it's finally your mother energy is really mm-hmm. stepping in fiercely to protect you. Your mother energy right now is saying you have taken care of so many people for 30 years. You have poured your heart out. You've been through you've been through a worldwide pandemic you were on the front lines your husband was deployed 14 times that just seems like how is that even humanly possible four times i think you said in the last four years through one of the hardest four years the world has gone through um and finally last year you were like i i don't want to do this anymore i'm I'm just going to go into some self-protective, self-healing, self-nurturing. I'm going to put myself in my own little bubble. And I'm not letting anyone into that bubble unless I feel their energy aligns with where I'm at and where I'm going. Do I have it? Kind yeah. Of? And I'm going to say, woohoo! <laughs> That's what I want to say. <laughs> I want to do this. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I want to say, wow. I feel like I finally am putting myself first. Yes. And, and I'm going like to tell you this, Gabriel. You will not be able to do the work that you're supposed to do. You will not be able to serve in that higher way until you master this. So, yes, I get that Jesus could go anywhere and be around anybody and he would stay high, high, high resonating. But you're not Jesus. And I'm not Jesus. That's right. Right? And so right now you need to protect you and your energy, your light, your power, your your love, your higher purpose, what you're really here to do. And you've given so much for 30 years. I think this is your, when we think about working with parts and you said you love working with parts, a heal, mm -hmm. the way that our woman energy will spontaneously emerge is once she knows that our mother energy is really finally taking her job seriously, which is your job is not to save the world. Your job is to save you. Your job is to protect you. Your job is to, your mother energy's job is to put a bubble around your little girl, your inner child, your heart, yourself. So I feel like this was a really important year for you of it. it was. Yes. So I would say, rather than thinking and i'm not i don't want to tell you that don't because you're you're feeling what you're feeling but i would like to reframe it and say um i feel when you say i feel such resistance i would say and you, you said i feel so protective of my energy i would i would say bravo i would say you need to in fact in this last year i became so fierce around protecting and not fierce enough even still but so fierce around protecting my dreams. I'd almost started to lose sight of my own dreams for everyone else. And when, I, when we say words like everyone else, we don't really mean everyone else, but we, right. we it just somehow, others. yeah, just others. And, and so I'm hearing you say, before I can go out there and really do the work that I want to do, because I'm also going to assert that those 30 years were wow like what you learned what you gave what you did your soul has had so many lessons and so much that just seeing people dying i mean what that must do yeah what that must do and you know i i, I have a whole different career than you but i yes i've gone to funerals but i remember saying to somebody who's a nurse and mm -hmm. i said i've never seen somebody die and she's like oh i've seen many and i was like that seems so traumatic to me. Like, yeah. I have to tell you about that. I want to tell you this. It's really, um, it's a blend of things that you recognize. You recognize it's the soul releasing and being free, which is wonderful. And then you recognize it's the physical, the body stopping its journey and decomposing and not like the life is leaving. So you see the two sides, the two opposing sides, how they blend together. And so life is really the combination of both of the sides. You have a book in you, my darling. You have so much wisdom and so much to give and you needed to self-protect. It's like it's like you hear these authors, which I've never had the luxury of doing, but and my kids have seen me 
they've been part of every book I've ever written. They've never seen me go off on some writing retreat because I had to be a mother. I had to run a house. I still had to cook the meals every night and do the laundry. But they would see that I would put on a headset and I would put on my favorite music and I'd be sitting at the kitchen table and I'd put that music on and I knew, I learned how to block out the entire world. In fact, I got crazy enough and I say it like that because I got where I was like, I, I became so protective of my energy, I wouldn't even allow Wi-Fi into my house. And my kids would go, mom, you have to turn, put the Wi-Fi back on. And I'd be like, that router is not turning on. I don't want that energy pumping through the house right now. I have to keep my energy so high vibing and so pure. I sounded like a lunatic, but, <laughs> but then we all look back now. Now everybody's saying, do you know your phones are listening to you? Do you know that every time you go on somewhere, it's already listened to the thing you talk about and that's why all the commercials or the ads are coming up. And I was like, I was saying this for 20 years, oh, right? Like I already had a pulse on this. I'm not exaggerating. 25 years ago, I was talking about this. Um, so I already knew I had to become fiercely protective. In fact, so much so that I think even family, but they didn't understand. They didn't understand me. It was like, um, you can't, it was really, it's really hard to say to like your family members, listen, I'm a creative genius. Okay. And I am downloading some really important information that might help thousands, if not millions of women around the world. So I'm sorry, but I have to put boundaries up right now. You can't call me. You can't mm -hmm. just drop in. Nobody can just come by. That's not the way, even though I work from home and I had to put those boundaries in place. So I'm hearing you say, um, my husband is gone a lot of the time. My kids have left home. He's gone now. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, that's so hard. No, it's, I have to tell you, it has elements of being very difficult and um, like the aloneness, even though I'm with myself, the aloneness of not having that person to share life with. But at the same time, I'm in my own energy and I can use my time to focus and create and create the things I want. And I'm not allowing myself. It's like I'm resistant to the creation of everything because of all the the tech elements and all the elements it takes to So that's different though. Let's create. let's stay with that for a minute and we are getting low in time. I wish we could keep on talking here. We're gonna go a little bit longer, but I love what you just shared because in the last year I've gone through something similar. My husband and I worked together for 15 years um, with all the things that I had going on. And finally last year I realized like this isn't working for me anymore. I, I need you to, I can't, you can't be in my space 24 seven. I don't have that space to create. I'm feeling I like I'm, I'm, I'm drowning a little bit. I'm so I, I hear you like, and then he, he got this job. Like literally I said to him, I said, why don't you look for a job? And he, was like really <laughs> he sent out his resume and within a day he got and it was it was just a it was just almost serendipitous the job that he got but it was shift work and so at first like I found that so hard like he would be gone like he might leave around noon and not mm -hmm. come home till midnight for two weeks and so for two weeks I was alone every night I wasn't used to it but now I love it <laughs> now I'm mm -hmm. like I have two weeks of like I don't have that pressure of having dinner on the table at a certain time. I don't have, it's, I play the music I want to play. I dance around at night by myself. I have baths when I want to have them. I've create, I couldn't have written another book and done all of the stuff I've done in the last year if I were still s swimming in someone else's energy 24 seven. 
So now yeah. that's a little, what I've heard you say is these all sound like really important milestones to help you create the space for you to create this next leveling up in your life, this new place that you're stepping into. So I would say, Gabrielle, though, I'm also hearing is a bit of fear around technology. I'm hearing a little bit of fear around, okay, but then now I have all this wisdom inside of me. What are my next steps? So I, I it would be a travesty yeah. if I didn't say to you, you are already a student of my work. Maybe your next steps are to sign up and learn how to run a business from me. Maybe that's your next step. Um, maybe your next step is becoming like Shayla, a master empowerment coach. Maybe it's time for you to go like, maybe I really need someone who has walked this journey for 30 years and I have not worked for anybody in 30 years and I've been almost exclusively the sole breadwinner in my family for at least 20. Um, I'm an expert at running a business as well. So not to put pressure on you, but I don't know if you've signed up for that that communication course, but that might be a great place to start getting unstuck. Um, but if you're realizing, well, is that I, the one that's the part? Is that was that the bonus with that? Um, what's it called? The courage, confidence, and communication course, and then there was the emotional edge course, the 2.0, working with parts. Yeah. Yeah, did you yeah, sign up I for that course? That. Oh, you did? Brilliant. Uh, yes, I just started it last week. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is fantastic. You're already on track. You're doing everything that I would be telling you to do. Awesome. Yeah, so awesome. keep walking the journey. It is crazy what you just said because I've been an employee for my entire life. So shifting into the entrepreneur and feeling like lost, like, oh my gosh, I need a roadmap. I need direction. I need yes. to, you know, to just time blocking. Okay. What are my steps to time block? How do I? Right. And then though, Gabrielle, it's also, what are my highest producing activities? And if you don't know, you don't know. So we do well, need to I have like to create like audios with um, self-hypnosis and guided meditations but I'm trying to learn all the technology in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's another little laugh of truth. So here's what I want to tell you. If someone told me right now, Crystal, we're going to plop you into an Austin, Texas hospital and you're going to go work in critical care, I would, my mouth would fall open, my eyes would bulge out of my head and I'd be like, are you kidding me? You want me to go do what these women, might, these nurses do? I might react the same way. <laughs> right. Okay. But still, you know, the thing is, you know what you know. And when you don't know, you don't know until yeah. you know. So you're yeah. learning now. That's all. So you're just learning now. You're just learning. and You're learning how to become an entrepreneur and you're learning how to start thinking like an entrepreneur. So you're, you're in the right step. You're taking the right steps. You're moving in the right direction. Let yourself feel good. Let yourself have compassion for yourself. Let yourself know that you are becoming a fierce protector of your own energy because it's time, because you're being required to do that for you to take the next steps in your career. And then I really do want you to consider jumping on uh, a call with Frida, who is our admissions advisor, down the road and then in the coming weeks, um, because at the end of March, we start a new master empowerment coach certification. And you might say, it's my time. That's my time. I'm going to learn right from Crystal once a week live in a classroom where I can raise my hand and ask her any question. She's going to walk me through every single thing from A to Z on how to start my business, run my business, build my website, do my podcast, do those courses, do that. Like 
that's what that course is. It's really for that spiritual woman oh, that's really? like, I now want to learn how to become an entrepreneur, a very spiritual, purpose-driven entrepreneur that's doing this type of soul work in the world. That's who I work with. So there is this is was a divine call today. You were brought to me for a reason. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So I I'm excited for you to like take it was the universe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 grateful and I'm 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 honored that you're here, that you jumped on. I also want to tell you, um, you have such a joyful, lyrical, youthful voice that you're doing the right thing like to say i want to create audios like in my brain i literally thought you have such a beautiful voice for audio and that's what you want to do so you're in alignment you know i feel like i'm an old lady and with a little kid voice (laughs) (laughs) an old soul with a young spirit and a little bitty voice (laughs) oh it's so beautiful you're just own that own that. And another thing I appreciate is how you speak about the weight that you lost. You know, I went during all of that stuff. I also went through menopause and I gained some weight that I would like to release. And so um, maybe subconsciously that is affected me. I'm not sure. I just would really like to release it. Yeah, you will. You're in the right place. <laughs> There's another little lack of truth. You're in the right place because you're going to learn working with parts and you're going to realize that your mother energy is also that part of you that put on that weight to keep you safe. You're in a hospital. The weight actually is an emotional buffer. Like literally think about just, it creates a bit of a buffer. It's a bit of a space. It's like, my goodness, having to be in all of that trauma and you're so empathetic, you have so Mm. much kindness in you. I think that that's also just an emotional way of trying to buffer a little bit of of all of that suffering and stress away from the body. So I think you're going to love the working with parts um, that you're you're diving into. Um, and I, I have a very funny feeling you are going to be in my world and we're going to be doing some amazing work together. And we're going to look back at this and go, do you remember when you called in for the first time in February <laughs> <laughs> on Groundhog yeah. Day? And uh, we Isn't talked. That crazy? Yeah, yeah. And listen, Crystal, you know what I appreciate the most about you is just all the different areas that you've studied, even going back to Louise Hay. Just all of the things, you appreciate all of the different elements of it. And that's how I feel. It's all important. Yes. And until you understand all of those layers, you'll always be searching on how to figure it out because mm. it all works together. It does. Yeah. Body, mind, spirit, mother, daughter, woman, son, father, yeah. man. Like we are, we're these different parts and, and the wholeness is when we can bring all those parts together and they start to get along um, and we're no longer at war with ourselves. So Gabrielle, thank you so much for calling in today. Thank you for having the courage thank you. to unmute thank your Thank you line. for blessing me. Oh, thank you for blessing me. We're both so blessed. Oh, my goodness. Can everybody feel the blessings? That's blessings right. abound. Um, thank you to everyone. Thanks for being part of the conversation today. We went a little bit longer, but I, it was such a great conversation, such a great way to kick off February. Happy Valentine's Day. If you're in a relationship, sh- shower your person with love and touch. And if you're all by yourself, I think this is the year that you say, I'm going to 
give myself such a beautiful Valentine's Day, something with so much self-love, uh, you know, really choosing your heart this year. Because life can be hard. Life is hard, let's be honest. And it can be harsh. But we get to choose our heart now. And, and, uh, and you know, learning new things and pushing out of that comfort zone to create a, a better life, um, it isn't easy, but it's so worthwhile. So thank you, everyone. I'm going to be back in March. How crazy. And I'm going to be throwing the most amazing baby shower for my daughter in March because I'm going to be a Grammy. Um, and so March will be back. Until then, be well. Have a great, geez, month. Um, happy Valentine's Day. And uh, you just keep on loving you. And maybe even say that right now. Tell yourself how much you love you. Use your name. Um, and I love you. And I'll see you in a month from now. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.